Hello and welcome to Tech Talks with Madonna, episode 8. Our guest today is Michaela Karan. Michaela Karan is an OS engineer at Lakeability. She's a self-taught developer and she creates content on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. She likes sharing her knowledge about OS development, daily life of a developer, and freelancing. And loves giving back to the community. Michaela will talk about her community love and also how she got into iOS. I am so excited to have you. Please, do you mind introducing yourself? Hey, thank you, Madonna. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, my name is Michaela Karen. I am currently an iOS developer at a company called Lickability. So like when they started the company, Steve Jobs had said the phrase like the windows on the screen will look so good, you'll want to lick them. And then they <gasps> called their company Lickability. Oh, so like that's where that. I currently work. And we are like a full time like iOS dev shop kind of thing. So we just make iOS iOS apps. That is amazing. And I do want to mention something before we even get to our questions of the day, that I really like what you're doing with the iOS community, because I am so inspired. Actually, I need to make a secret. I did see the way iOS community was coming along and doing amazing events. And actually, I got inspired to start some for Android. So talk, oh, can, you, awesome. yeah, can mm. you walk us through how that was formed, how what worked and what were the challenges? Because I feel like that is something that can really help other communities out there in different ways. Yeah, for sure. So that's like part of the background that I have. This is the one that I use for iOS Dev Happy Hour, which is our monthly online meetup that we have that I'm one of the organizers for. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it really all started on Twitter because um, mm -hmm. Alan, the original founder, he had just tweeted out, hey, would you guys all want to like get jump on a Zoom meeting and just hang out? Because this yeah. was about like, I think it was September of 2020 or so. So like we were well into the pandemic of staying at home for a long time. Yeah. So he, he was like, we just want to talk to others. So he started that and by the actual third meeting so like the third month third or fourth i believe yeah. um there were like 500 people that joined this meeting which was like insane because it would just spread through on twitter of like oh hey we're doing this monthly meetup you just jump on a zoom call that we were all uh, familiar with and everything so it just spread like by word of mouth at that point but then it also then merged merged or like formed into more of um hanging out with other developers and seeing and talking to um people who are just getting started in ios development too because like when you're learning on your own too sometimes it's hard to figure out like how can i talk to others either if they are are more experienced or like others that are just getting started it's hard to like find where is that kind of community because you can't just yeah. like search ios developers near me like there's that no like directory to find anything <laughs> yeah so twitter was sort of where all of that really kind of uh started and got like up and running Wow, that is amazing. Again, congrats on that. I am very proud of you for that. And we are actually the we are actually in the same room group, Women Who Code. And I see you two getting getting involved in there. And I'm most pr very proud of you on that too. Now, thank you. Let's yeah, let's jump into the first question. How did you discover what you're passionate about? So I discovered, I will say, like talking about passionate as in iOS yeah. development right now, mainly mm -hmm. because it, I really liked programming and that was sort of stems from like, I like problem solving. Yes. So like when I um, was younger, I saw somebody have a Rubik's cube and this was like when I was 13 or so. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, what is that? And how are you doing that? Yeah. And then I went home and like looked up on YouTube, like how to solve a Rubik's cube and found some video that had like a million views or something at the time, because I wanted to learn how did somebody else do this thing. So I like looked up, how do I do that? Mm -hmm. And then later on that became like problem solving and then wanting to like know how to do different things. And mm -hmm. then I've always had an iPhone. So I'm sorry, but it's I never, I've never, <laughs> 
had an Android phone. <laughs> oh no! I'm sorry, but I hate using them like every time. I'm just wait like, a why minute. Have you tried the? Have you tried the Pixel? Yeah, I hated it. <laughs> but it was no, it was so funny because it's I'm trying to use it like an iPhone and they're different, so it's I can't yeah. do it. It's like when you switch from like Windows and Mac. It's like yes. you're trying to do one thing like trying to go from print screen on like windows to like mac it's like impossible unless you like looked it up but yeah. like it's i always had an iphone because i had one back like in the iphone 4s like when they first came out and everything and yeah. i just never switched off of it which is i mean yeah. that's how apple gets you but yeah. um i always had an iphone and because of that mm -hmm. i um was like oh it would be really cool to like make an iphone app so then i started like searching how to do that um and then it's i think yeah, at this point I had already done a little bit of programming. So yeah. it's I liked programming already. Mm -hmm. And by the time I really got into iOS development, um, mm -hmm. Swift had just started coming out. Yeah. Um, so that's why I like ended up sticking with like Swift and iOS development. That is super cool. And I totally understand what you mean by once you already have it, it's very hard to go back because I have an Android and I have an iPhone, but my yeah. love for the iPhone has never grown and it always feels complicated, you know? Like it's really hard. <laughs> and actually in yeah. that perspective, I just saw you, I saw your unicorn carp yes, and it's, it's my I, mug. I just I painted it. it myself. <laughs> that is so amazing. Can you walk us through why a unicorn? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is off topic, but it's, <laughs> <let's>... <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I did this back when, um, I think it's memojis had just come out around like the iPhone 10 had just come out. Cause I had the whole face tracking thing. Yeah. Um, and with that, they had memojis. Yeah. And then I think the next year it was Animojis came out and it actually was not just like, oh, hey, this look, looks kind of like you. It was more of like they had all the animals too. Yeah. But it's I chose a unicorn as the animal mainly because all the Memojis when they first came out were not very like customizable. So yeah. like they all look the exact same. And I'm just like, these don't look like me for one. And for two, they all look the exact same. So yeah. it was like that's okay. I'll just be a unicorn instead. So I chose the unicorn as like the thing, to, just the animal that I really liked out of all the animojis. I thought they were hilarious. Um, yeah. So I picked that and I put that as like my profile picture and I have like not changed it since. I can see the love. I totally understand <laughs> the blessings of the unicorn. I yes. love it. Is that, that and then also um, because it's an animal too, and yeah. if people like are not looking very closely and kind of just skim through my name, they'll think I'm a guy as well. So they'll be like, oh, yeah. "Hey, sir, can you please help me?" As opposed <laughs> to like even knowing that I'm a woman. Yeah. Um, so like you also get like um, what is it? Uh, it reduces bias because of yeah. the fact somebody kind of doesn't doesn't really know because like they'll just read Michaela really quick and think it actually says Michael and think oh, it's yeah. a guy. And then That's they'll true. just be like, yes, like, hello, sir. Can you please help me? And I'm like, first, I'm not a sir. Did you even try to look at my profile? Because it says she, her on there. Second, yeah. I'm like, um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Now, getting back to the topic, what are some of the accomplishments that you are incredibly proud of? I think some of the accomplishments I'm proud of would be... Um, Learning iOS development mostly on my own, because mm -hmm. with that, um, professionally wise, it's like you can learn how to code. That's one thing. But like really being able to make something like an app and websites and things, yeah. you get to like see everything happen. And then when you get to publish something on the app store, um, it's so exciting because you're like, wow, any anybody can download this. I can tell somebody, hey, just like look up my name and yeah. they will like find the app that I've made like on the app store. Um, and that's really cool because people who are not as much into tech, they're just like, how, how did you how do you even go about doing something like that. So mm -hmm. like learning how to do that, I think um, is a really big accomplishment 
accomplishment because it's something that like is is like very difficult to figure out because like you have to first get an idea then how to go about actually building it and all the like tech that's involved with all of that and then when you finally get to like publish it on the app store um it's so satisfying i think i think that's a very good point because i've done something similar and it gave me that satisfaction of having spent my time i think i built my app in like almost a year so it mm -hmm. took a lot of time, like learning how to do it in the resources, the design, having to iterate back because I don't have any UI UX person. So one of the things I would actually want to ask you, if somebody wanted to build an app today, what would you advise them? So I would say if somebody wants to build an app, because my, you know, perspective is all iOS. So I can give yeah. you all the iOS resources. Totally, totally. Yeah. <laughs> is, um, I would say I like uh, I really like Code with Chris's style of videos. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm somebody who I like watching videos of how to do something first before actually going about doing it, as mm -hmm. opposed to reading like a blog post or something. Amazing. So like I like watching a video because then I can like you know see how something is happening and I like that to follow along as opposed to like sometimes when you're reading a blog post they'll like be go to this navigator and you're like where is it though like you don't even know. Yeah. So um, the first like resource I like is code with chris because his videos are very beginner friendly for somebody who's like never even programmed in their life before mm -hmm. but then also um i really like sean allen's courses his courses are really good for getting started as well so mm -hmm. both of them you can find them both on youtube but also like their respective websites um sean allen has i think a teachable website but you can look up his name and you'll like find him on youtube and everything and then code with chris has his own like uh website and everything and then like whole paid or free courses on youtube as well that's amazing. And also, I, I just remembered you told us that that's, what, that's how you actually even got interested into programming, where you saw this rubric cubes and you went and watched how to do it. So, yeah, really gets, yeah, gets the point great. home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can really, it's like you can look up how to do anything, which is yeah. really cool. Like we live in that day and age that like you can just yeah. look up how to do something like you don't have to walk all the way to the library to grab a book and then find the book and figure out how to do something. It's yeah. you can just like if you have a computer and internet connection, you can just look up how to do something. And I think that's really cool. Totally. And programming is one of those things too that like anybody literally can learn how to program like it's not something if yeah. you have your computer already with you like you have the tools necessary to mm -hmm. learn how to program not yeah. necessarily ios because like mm -hmm. ios is special in the fact that generally it's you need a mac to do that but yeah. like any other field pretty much in programming other than ios because apple um you can like learn how to program just like by having your computer that is very true. Wow. And very inspiring too, because I feel like many people have this uh, kind of barrier where it's like people are told you cannot program if you don't know math, mm -hmm. but that's a myth. Actually, anybody yes. can program. It's just you taking your time and teaching yourself and learning the language. And I also believe that once you understand one language, the others just become easily to understand and move. Yes, right, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with that. Cool. Now, I have two more, two more questions for you and I'm so happy that you joined us today and I wanted to ask you, I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Michaela, right? Yeah, yeah, Michaela. Michaela. Now, you've had a lot of success. Can you walk us through what steps you took to get to where you are? Oh, yeah. So I actually did not study programming when I was in college. Nice. Um, I, I I kind of did. And that's the mm -hmm. fun thing about like sort of my story. It's I sort of studied programming, but I also kind of didn't. Mm -hmm. um, I went to Purdue University and I studied mm -hmm. manufacturing. So when I was in college, I studied like mechanical and electrical engineering mm -hmm. um, because 
I was an engineer. I liked like learning about how things worked because that's mm -hmm. like my whole thing was learning about problem solving. So everybody was like, well, you're good at math. You could be an engineer. And I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. cool. That sounds fun. So I learned how to do that, which was mechanical and electrical. Mm -hmm. But then in college, we did have to take a programming course and it was just like your basic C programming, like yeah. <laughs> nothing super fancy. It's like C, like one of your base level kind of programs. Mm -hmm. um, but I really liked that course. And out of that, I decided to minor in computer, uh, computer information technology, which nice. is basically like kind of programming because it was my minor. I was allowed to choose whatever class I wanted to do as yeah. long as I met the prereqs. So I chose all the programming courses rather than like doing system design or something like that. Yeah. I was like, well, I want to program. I don't want to like, what, what's a system? Yeah. I don't want to do that or networking. So I wanted to learn programming. Yeah. So I ended up doing that as, um, my minor that I had. And from there I studied manufacturing, but then later on I, I figured out like, yes, I still really want to program. I don't want to just do it as a minor. So then that's where I started learning iOS development. Mm -hmm. And that's sort of where I started my um, social presence. It's my goal of what was it? Tw the very beginning of 2019, I mm -hmm. made it my new year's resolution to learn iOS development. Mm -hmm. So if you go to like my Instagram page and scroll all the way back to be the beginning, it starts on January 1st of 2019. And wow. it's me saying, I really want to learn iOS development. So I started posting on Instagram every day mm -hmm. for like, 100 days because you know it was like a yeah. 100 days of code kind of thing um i wanted to learn ios dev so that's what i did and that's how i kept myself accountable to actually like learning so mm -hmm. that's where i started like posting and figuring out and start finding a community which was on instagram mm -hmm. later also on twitter and then despite everything that's going on on twitter at the moment yeah. but like those just social media is sort of where I found like, this is where I want to keep myself accountable because I'm like posting it on the internet. Somebody is bound to see it and like yeah. say, hey, you didn't post today. And it's just because like, uh, <laughs> it, like it feels that. like it's that social like pressure of, oh no, I didn't. And it's, I forgot to do something. Yeah. So it's, I would always like try to post every day to like show that I was uh, learning how to code, mm -hmm. but that's how I kept myself accountable. And then that's how I started getting onto Instagram and Twitter and all the social medias. And then later find like iOS Dev Happy Hour. And cause I love like the community that was built i was like hey if you guys any if anyone ever needs help like let me know and then mm -hmm. that's how i ended up becoming an organizer with like everybody else um all the other organizers that we have um chris frank and alex um mm -hmm. with all of them and like actually being part of the community and then we ended up um all being in california at the same time and we had a like real life event so like from our zoom meetings that we had every month then mm -hmm. later on making them at WWDC, Apple's big uh, developer conference, we mm -hmm. had like an in real life meetup for like for the first time ever. So mm -hmm. like that was the whole progress of everything and all started because I was like, I really want to learn how to program. Mm -hmm. And then it's I started posting just on social media because I think I saw people who did that yeah. um, at some point and I was like, oh, I also did that cool. too. Yeah, and it's like, it helps keep you accountable because you're just like, where do you post uh, stuff like that? Yeah. And it's like, there's Facebook, you know, that people don't use that often, but then like, I have all my friends and I'm like, I don't want my friends seeing me the doing programming because they're like, what is that? Yeah. So instead I like made a brand new Instagram and started mm -hmm. like doing that. So I started from like zero followers and then going and everything. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. I mean, I think I've followed you from 2019 if I'm not wrong and I've also it's watched your progress a while <laughs> yeah it's yeah. been a while so we've been connected for a while and I'm really proud of you because you're right I saw that and I also remember joining that because I remember I think somebody did announce the 100 days of code and it really helped mm -hmm. many people because I remember also jumping on that bandwagon to just learn more yeah. code land because 
I was a Java person and I felt very sad that we had to move from Java to Kotlin, but it really helped me like kind of like go back, look into refreshing my skills and kind of like getting back to building with Kotlin because mm-hmm. I was very hesitant. I was that programmer then. I don't want to, do, well, why am I learning <laughs> new things now? But yeah. right now I have a different mindset. I feel like right now, if another language came out, I'll be like, oh yeah, let's go. Because at <laughs> yeah. least I faced it and I'm not mm-hmm. courageous. Cool. Now, the last question. Walk us through what a day in the life of an iOS engineer is. Okay, so I don't know, it sounds like sometimes to me, it's like every day in the life of an engineer sounds like the same day in the life of every kind of engineer of like you wake up, we have like a stand up meeting. So we do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, my team is super small, uh, mm-hmm. which is really nice. So like my entire company right at the moment is only 12 people. Mm-hmm. So we get through our stand up in like less than 15 minutes. And it's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So like we all stand up like, yeah, liter- virtual meeting and because um, I work 100% remotely. So mm-hmm. it's all about um, we just say like the normal, what are our blockers? What did we accomplish yesterday? What are we working on today? Do we have any blockers? So like any backend issue that may be happening and like what is the task that we're gonna be working on? Mm-hmm. So generally it's for the project that I've uh, been on, it has been um, have our standup meeting kind of doing some work. And then we have a different standup meeting with like um, the actual client. So telling the client what, what is actually um, it is that we're working on versus um, mm-hmm just telling my team itself because I work for we are kind of like it's a software studio because we do have like some of our own apps but we do consulting as well so it's I was a part of another developer team so it's Mm -hmm. like I would tell my own team and my own company what I'm doing but then have a separate stand-up that's telling like the client like this is actually what we're working on Um, so I would do that and then kind of basically sort of code the rest of the day unless we had like some different um meetings pop up of like talking about design. So uh, the project I was previously on a minute ago was really great because every week, I believe it was, we would have a design meeting so we could see what are the designers up to. Um, Mm -hmm. We kind of get like that foreshadow of like, here's what we are about to build, which is exciting rather than only focusing on like something really small. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's really fun to see. But then also um, during the review, we were able to give input on um, whatever design it is that they're working on. So we're like, okay, like trying to think of it like engineering wise can we actually do what it is that the design has so like do we have all the information available within the app or like does the back end have it or how do we even get this information or is it not available at all and we just like we can't even do this and we have yeah. to tell them that like hey we we can't do this at all so mm-hmm. it's really like having those kind of meetings sporadically but it's also like being able to just sit for sometimes sometimes two to three hours which is super nice you gotta just <laughs> sit there and code but other times it's usually not that long of a duration before maybe you have like one meet one or two meetings pop up um or you get pulled into either pair program with another person too which is always fun i think because mm-hmm. you get to see how somebody else um attacks some kind of problem because everybody yeah. solves problems differently so like knowing what the end goal it is that you're trying to accomplish, but then Mm -hmm. seeing how you would approach this problem versus how the person you're pairing with, they may approach the problem and kind of going back and forth and then being like, should we do it this way? Should we not? And how do we really go about like solving a problem? I think is a lot of fun. And that's the really like collaborative aspect of problem solving and like engineering too. That is very true. I feel like you said a a very great point where they're all kind of similar. And I think because they're similar, I would like to ask one more question, which is how do you kind of like navigate the challenges? Because I know when you're an iOS engineer or an Android engineer or any type of engineer, there's so many challenges, like things Mm -hmm. not working, your code not working. I want to know how do you handle that? (laughs) 
Yeah, what I do is like I'll look at sometimes what I'm doing and figuring out like, okay, why has this not been working? And sometimes it's one of those like, okay, start from scratch. Here's the problem from the top. And first, it's like you have to understand the problem. You can't solve a problem unless you know what the problem is. So like, can you recreate the problem? So that's like one step. So if you can recreate it, I feel like then, okay, I can recreate the problem. It takes step A, B, C. Okay, well, what's in step A? And then start evaluating a step A where the problem is happening mm-hmm. um, and going like step by step through that way. So like, what is it? The rubber ducky debugging? I'll do that of like, okay, like start from the top talking to rubber ducky, which oh, I don't have them on my desk right now. I, I have one <laughs> somewhere, um, but like have one a rubber ducky and go like, okay, here's yeah. how, here's what we're doing. And then after that point, like you're still really stuck about something. Mm-hmm. Um, my team has, sort of not a policy but we have like a engineering like process of like if you're stuck on something for longer than like 30 45 minutes like haven't moved kind of thing mm-hmm. reach out to our like engineering channel that we have mm-hmm. and then just ask the question of what it is that you're stuck on what you've tried to do and then somebody usually um, jumps on and can help uh, pair program with you and then get you unstuck so I was stuck on something for a while which was probably like an hour or so and then I pair programmed with one of the senior developers and we were done in like 15 minutes. I was like, how did you think to do this? I was like, yeah. I, was tr- I was looking at this forever. And I was like, I-, I see what you do. Like, I fully understand why we did it that way, but I'm looking at it. And I was like, arriving from like one step to the next, I was just like, that was just like a leap that I like could not figure out how to get through. Yeah. So it's like knowing what it is you're really trying to do, what you've mm-hmm. tried to do. And then when you really just can't get any further, it's just always asking for help too. Yes. Wow. Thank you so, so much for being with us today. That was so much great information that you shared with us. It's such an honor to have you. Please, do you have anywhere people can follow you, stay connected with you, please? It's your time yes, now. Yes, for sure. So yeah, I'm pointing the right way. So down here, this is my Twitter handle. Yeah. Um, so that's the monthly meetup that I have is iOS Dev Happy Hour. This is my Twitter. I'm also on Instagram, which is the exact same thing, except I don't have underscores because I was able to get my name on Twitter. I wasn't, sadly. But yeah. um, that's generally where you can find me. Not on Mastodon at the moment. That's a whole different thing to figure out how to set up. And I have not gone into that rabbit hole yet. So mainly yeah. Instagram and Twitter are the main places to find me. Can you also mention the the um, Twitter handle for everybody that's listening? Because I know it's a podcast. Oh, yes. Will listen, yeah. um, yes. So my Twitter is my name, Michaela Karen, but that is spelled M-I-K-A-E-L-A. It has two underscores because I couldn't even get just one. So we have two <laughs> underscores. And then my last name is Karen, which is spelled C-A-R-O-N. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you so much. And keep doing what you're doing. And... I just wish you luck. Thank you so much. Yes, thank you. Thank you so 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 much for having me.